You know, there are things that may seem nonsensical at first glance, but they do actually have explanations rooted in science, psychology, and or logic. Like, they don't make sense, but they actually do. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to Zen Behavior Podcast, your hope for all things self-improvement, self-mastery, and self-sufficiency. Whatever I've learned in the past few years, I'm sharing it with you guys. As I continue to learn, I'm going to keep on sharing the lessons. Stick around and enjoy. So the first thing um, on the list is déjà vu. <laughs> so I'm very sure that most of you guys like have already experienced one or experienced this like at one point or another like for example there's this time that i like i was in the room with my mom telling her something like and i just felt that like i don't know i just felt it in my body in the atmosphere that i've been in this room before and i've said this exact same thing to her like how how did it happen like it's crazy so the feeling of having experienced something before even though it's happening for the first time yeah it's actually happening for the first time so you didn't actually like it didn't actually happen twice because sometimes people do think oh it's probably happened some some time before and it's happening again that's not deja vu deja vu is that you're feeling that you've experienced this thing before but it's actually happening for the first time so while this whole thing while the exact cause is not fully understood it's actually believed to be related to how memories are processed in the brain yeah so somehow your brain must have talked about this whole thing and then it actualized that's why you know a lot of times you hear both scientifically and otherwise that the brain is so powerful is so capable like we're still trying to understand it we're still trying to understand the capacity of the brain right and how powerful imaginations are yeah so deja vu is like number one one of the random things that have that don't make sense but actually do this next thing is sleep I've, I've said something a little about this when I was talking about the scent man. And I realized that spending a third of our lives unconscious might seem inefficient or really weird. But then sleep is essential for cognitive function, memory consoli- consolidation, and overall well-being. So the thing that, the you know, we're spending a third of our lives almost like dead but then we need that you know process or whatever to actually have a normal sane life like healthy life it's it it, it just doesn't make sense but it actually does right yeah so the next thing is um cognitive biases now this one a lot of people have studied this and they most marketers most content creators most um writers a lot of people who like you know 
most things that happen in this world like when people and people that actually pay attention to them like study them really well they can actually use them to their advantage so cognitive biases is like one of the these things like our brains often rely on heuristics and shortcuts that can lead to systematic errors in judgment and decision making even though we believe we're being rational so what what i mean is that there are things that we know we think it's rational but it's kind of not okay to explain this further cognitive biases are like systematic patterns of deviation from rationality in judgment and decision making okay so these biases can influence our perceptions interpretations and judgments of information often leading to errors in reasoning or decision making so a more simple (laughs) simpler and you know a more relatable um example of cognitive biases would be confirmation bias so confirmation bias is more like a tendency to search for interpret favor or recall information in a way that confirms one's pre-existing beliefs or hypothesis right like if someone believes that a particular diet is effective for fitness or weight loss they may seek out and remember only the success stories of individuals following that diet while ignoring or downplaying any failures it's like you see some of this um protein shakes and stuff like that and people tell you like you take them you gain you, you know you bulk up and stuff like that but people forget to tell you or even when trainers like fitness trainers tell you you don't just need protein shakes you need to like work out a lot like while you're building that body mass that's and then you're now dieting it's complementing each other but most people will not be like no i'm just gonna be taking protein shakes and stuff you know it's it happens or um bbl like a lot of women want to do bbl to kind of like improve their self-confidence you know to gain the um patronizing male gaze you know (laughs) so um a lot of women do that because they they feel if they do it they're gonna get more people looking at them they're gonna get more men coming for them so they this this confirmation bias is they've seen it work for other people You've seen a lot of other women do this and it's kind of like working for them. It's kind of like giving them attention. So they downplay the other parts that BBL might actually not be safe. It can, you know, get really complicated. Things can happen in the process or, you know, they try, they downplay it or, and, and they downplay the fact that it might actually you um affect your self-confidence there are women not everybody there are people that they, they're just doing it to like have fun or just just because they want to do it just because they want to look good right there are people that actually when they do it they, it doesn't stop there now they're never they're never gonna be comfortable with with themselves they're ne- never gonna be confident in themselves you know their self-esteem is always going to be shaky they're always going to find something new to fix something new to do right so that's confirmation bias an example of cognitive bias 
because it's a tendency to search for to interpret or favor or recall information in a way that confirms one's pre-existing beliefs or hypothesis if i do this it's gonna come out like this so they end up downplaying or ignoring any failures I don't know if I'm if I made sense, but I'm sure I did. <laughs> the next example of cognitive bias is anchoring bias. So this one occurs when individuals rely heavily on the first piece of information they receive, the anchor, when making decisions. So for instance, in negotiation, if the seller starts with a high price, the buyer may perceive all subsequent prices as reasonable even if they are still high compared to the market value. So it's kind of psychology. So this is why I said a lot of con- content creators, a lot of pe- sellers, salespeople's, um, salespeople, market, um, you know, businessmen and women, a lot of people use this probably, you know, with full knowledge of the effect or without actually knowing the full knowledge of the effect right you can tell somebody oh i'm gonna gi- just because it's you let me give you this to 1k maybe it's something that is worth um 300 naira the person will be like oh no don't you sell it five once you sell it 500 this person will be like okay give me 500 now there's gain for him and this person feels that he or she bought this thing at a good price because you've not you went up and then you came down and then content creators will be like um the um, one seat or one slot is left or they'll be like um oh, there's this one that is like really common they tell you you um you used the package maybe like um uh an affiliate marketing package they will tell you that the package used to be like 999 dollars they use a cancellation sign on the number they run like a line through the numbers and then they will not tell you but now for now between now and and wednesday till wednesday or next week we're gonna sell it for for half the price so now you feel like okay the this offer is actually good for me so let me get it that's anchoring bias so this whole thing doesn't really make sense but it does like if you look at it it actually does like and that's like an example of cognitive bias so another example of cognitive bias is availability heuristic so this is the tendency to overestimate the likelihood of events based on their availability in memory now for instance if someone hears about several shark attacks in the news they may overestimate the likelihood of a shark attack when going to the beach even though such events are like really rare all right so i don't know i think i've this one is like as clear as distance so the thing is like it happens all that this one is availability heuristic like you hear a lot of um um, I don't know how. What what other example will I use? Another example is you know, um, maybe should I use plane crash? Because a lot of you hear a lot of people be like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm never gonna use a plane because a lot it's crashing. A lot of crashing has happened and a lot of that, you know. So they will tell you, um, I'm gonna take the bus. I'm gonna do this rather than like take use of the flight or something like that. So 
the thing is it's called it's it's the tendency to overestimate so now this person is overestimating because maybe two weeks back um there's there's a plane crash you know taking an entire family and you know a lot of people and maybe the following day there was another plane crash in some other country or even in the country so now this person is like no i'm never gonna take plane crash but the funny thing is people still die in their homes without stepping out the door people die inside buses people die anywhere and everywhere so but that's a bias now it's a type availability heuristic is a bias and this um decision making by this individual it's not necessarily rational but to them it's actually rational the fact that a lot of sharks uh, are taking a lot of people on the news like on the news sharks are killing people and all of that so going to the beach or taking my kids to the beach is is a problem so it's crazy so yeah then another one is overconfidence bias so overconfidence bias is the tendency to overestimate one's own abilities knowledge and or predictions now and a good example is a student might believe they will perform better on an exam than they actually do leading them to underestimate the amount of studying needed yeah so this one is a very good example like you think oh i'm gonna like it's not gonna be like this exam is not gonna be all that so i'm not like gonna read or i'm not gonna like study and then they go in and they flop so it's overconfidence bias because just because you have been you know winning on this or passing exams and stuff previous ones you feel like you have this bias that when you get in no matter how hard you're gonna find your way so most times it's not usually the case and the deci- that decision you made is not necessarily rational but to you it is rational so another example is bandwagon effect so bandwagon effect occurs when individuals adopt certain behaviors or beliefs because they perceive others to be doing the same regardless of their own beliefs or preferences so a good example is you know people might start using a particular social media platform simply because it's popular without considering whether it aligns with their interests or values so a lot of people will be like everybody's on twitter let me use twitter everybody's using snapchat let me use it just because you know it's not rational the decision you're making to use this thing because everybody else is using it is not rational is it really what you want to do same thing with um you know i think um a, um, maybe a skincare product a lot of people are using now that the reigning skincare product is snail missing so a lot of people will be like oh everybody's using it it's working out for everybody it's giving everybody this gl- glowy glass skin so i'm gonna get a snail missing but you're not checking maybe you have a sensitive skin maybe you have this an oily skin so it might not necessarily work for you you know, but your decision making is ba- is already based on a lot of people are using it and it's working for a lot of people. So why would I be any different, right? So that's the bandwagon effect. So these are just a few examples of many cognitive biases that influence human thinking and decision making. Recognizing these biases can help individuals become more aware of their own thought processes and make more 
informed decisions right so another thing that actually don't make sense but does is creativity and structure now in art and in life there's a tension between creativity and structure so creativity thrives on freedom and spontaneity structure provides the framework within the within which creativity can flourish now let me explain that the thing is um a lot of people you know you hear a lot of times you know when people say oh school kills creativity school doesn't allow people like us people like me <laughs> to thrive because it's systemic like a lot is constricting right so but if you look at it more closely you realize that actually school births creativity now because the reason is that you're constricted in a system now you being an outlier you want to paint outside the lines you want to you want to move out because if, if there if there if there weren't any boundaries there won't be there won't be a need for you to like leave the boundary there won't be a need for you to like cross the line right so yeah so the paradox lies in, in the fact that too much structure structure can stifle creativity yes but without structure creativity lacks direction and coherence yeah so the next thing is um chaos and order so excuse me chaos and order okay is another example so life often happens or appears um chaotic unpredictable and disorderly like a lot of things will be happening to you your finances is down uh, down your this your relationship a lot of crazy things are happening to you all at the same time so that's chaos so however within this chaos there is this an underlying order and pattern how because the, the chaos theory demonstrates how complex systems despite their apparent randomness exhibits underlying order and organization so this concept is mirrored in in life or in arts where you know in arts you know chaotic elements are arranged to create harmony and beauty so in essence chaos order is bettered from from chaos like with a lot of got a lot of things going on in your life when you end up being happy is when you're able to solve your problem right your emotional state is like really terrible your you know your finances are bad your your financial or life or whatever status is like really low and stuff and then you start working towards fixing that um finance issue you start working towards fixing that relationship issue at the end of the day you're gonna find order because now you solved the problem now everything is aligned but it's gonna take a lot of chaos to get to that order so it's crazy it's paradoxical like it doesn't make sense but it does the next one is impermanence impermanence so life is characterized by constant change and impermanence yet it also contains elements of permanence and stability so it's just like how we always say life is constantly changing now it's it's actually like constantly changing the line the phrase alone shows that there's always change there's always like change is constant so things 
are not temporary and it's a continuous thing right so like um say you're you you're in a terrible relationship soon that situation is gonna be over you're gonna move into the next stage and and the 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 it's it's just crazy to actually think about think that this life is constantly changing things are constantly happening to you things are constantly like they are always there's always something new that will happen to you and it is constant so you can't say oh i'm gonna be um, a happy person for the rest of my life everything is gonna like my family i'm not gonna have any problem no and so for us to actually like embrace um stability we have to indulge that understanding of nothing is permanent right like everything has its own duration and and with that knowledge we're always like we're not trying to adapt we're not trying to adjust to the constantly changing world to the constantly changing situations or circumstances and by adapting we kind of like find stability so this is a little bit related relative to chaos and other other theory theory so the last one is um subjectivity and objectivity so in both science and art there's a tension between subjectivity and objectivity so science seeks to uncover objective truths about the natural world yet it is shaped by the subjective perspectives of scientists so you hear a lot of people they'll tell you oh i why i like to be a scientist i don't want to be an artist art you know arts is just full of lies it's full of you know a lot of masking and but that's funny that's funny because it's it's it sounds crazy that science is all about the truth and art is all about lies but if you look closely you realize that most of the scientific experiments or whatever are actually shaped or were actually shaped by the particular scientists who uh, proved that theory yes and that's the that's the reason why you see um let's say charles darwin or um, albert einstein maybe this this person proves this and then the next um person tries to like counter what this person said why because it's not is the, the the truth or the fact that was gotten from the experiments or whatever the final result um from this person's experiment was ac- actually shaped by this scientist um perspective or perception yeah so now this next person is gonna try to prove this person wrong like by being like no this is the reason why protons or neutrons or whatever you know they start to prove it, the, the person wrong based on you know having um to have furthered the study or whatever so in as much as um science is all about uncovering objective truths like things that don't have to do with personal feelings or personal whatever this is like how this thing works because of natural whatever events or whatever so that these are like facts but the whole theory is essentially proved based on a human being's a scientist perspective how this person actually 
actually saw this which is obviously subjective so <laughs> and then when it comes to the arts I see a lot of people like you see maybe let me use writing or painting or drawing for an example like if you look at Leonardo da Vinci's um art artwork it looks it looks it, a lot of people see it from different angles like from different perspectives and this one is subjective so art is more subjective because the way you experience this person's work is definitely not gonna be the same way another person is gonna perceive it if if you read my writing maybe a lot of people will will understand that there's this 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 is this person's voice like this is this person's style but the feeling they get from that um work of art that um writing or book or the experience they gain from you know encountering that piece of art whether writing music um dancing whatever the experience is usually subjective is usually a uh, personal to the audience so- thank you so much for tuning in today your support means the world to us if you enjoy this episode please consider hitting the follow button to stay updated help us keep this conversation going strong by leaving a review giving us a five star rating and sharing with your friends We can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. Until then, stay fabulous. Goodbye.